Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about It's Time to Go from Evermore, Deluxe Edition. It's time to go. So good. And today, we are discussing our final current I song, Who Knows for the Future. None of us do. <laughs> yep. If I can place a bet on there being any letter for a new song, I is pretty up there. It's been our biggest letter yet. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that there's a very good possibility that she will have more I songs. Yeah. But for now, we're talking about Ivy from Evermore. Woo, woo, woo. Woo! Ivy is the 10th track on Evermore. Evermore was released on December 11th, 2020, and this song was co-written by Aaron Dessner and Jack Antonoff. Our guys. guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ivy has yet to be played live, but this is going to be such a good song to sing at one of her concerts. I can already see the crowd screaming, you started it! Oh, yeah. You started it! At the end, like, I can just see everybody going nuts for that part. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be so good. One day. One day. So, Devin, Mm -hmm. what do you think about Ivy? I love this song. Mm -hmm. This was one of the first ones that I was really drawn to when we listened to it for the first time. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful and lovely groove. Mm. It's peaceful. And her voice is just like butter on this (laughs) song, you know? Like, the combination of the production of this song with how she sounds and then the lyrics, like, all of it together is just such a beautiful listening experience yeah but then when you dive into the lyrics it's about infidelity and you know (laughs) an affair so (laughs) so you have a very complicated and painful experience being conveyed through these beautiful metaphors Mm -hmm. and the poetry of this song is just so good like every lyric is incredible and as you know like i generally gravitate towards the the music yeah and on this song the lyrics pull me in oh as, as well as as the music i mean it, at this point we've determined that folklore and evermore kind of have this way of using the same motifs and metaphors and and then there's the guitar sound that he, i think it's aaron Dessner's guitar mm. he it has this very unique sound that you can hear in so many of these tracks Mm -hmm. and so it gives the extra through line of having not just her voice and and her words that she's saying but also the voices of the instruments behind her Mm -hmm. all are very similar and and sounding and so it gives a very cohesive feel Mm -hmm. i think and this song is very like sits perfectly in the Evermore world. Yeah. And I love the chorus of this song so much. It is so wonderful. I mean, the fact that she starts off each of the choruses with goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little jarring at first because, you know, we are still getting used to Taylor using more swear words mm-hmm. and, and everything in her music. And I mean, with folklore and Evermore both being explicit yeah. albums, we were like, oh my God. I mean, goddamn is not like terrible but i just love that uh oh goddamn <laughs> you know yeah. it's just like it, it's an exclamation of just how crazy the situation is mm-hmm. that she's gotten herself into i i love the harmonies on the chorus i think that this song though becomes a song that i really love that second to last time through the chorus before the outro mm-hmm. 
and it starts with her changing up her O, and she does this like riff up to whoa, yeah, goddamn, and and it changes it just slightly, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, ooh, yes. Yeah, and then and then from that moment on through the end, it's just this build and build of you know interweaving sounds and, and her voice and the in the harmonies, and then the yeah, it's a fire, it's a goddamn oh, blaze it's so in the dark, good. and you started it, and then those how she plays with the word you vocally, um, and now I'm covered in you, yeah, I'm covered in you. You know, and it just keeps, she keeps going through it. You, and it feels like Ivy, like, kind of, like, growing up, you know? Ooh, yeah. It's beautiful, and I think that this could be a song on tour Mm -hmm. where her band, like, jams. Mm. So it would probably be, like, her going into, like, a costume change or something, Mm. you know? And like, now I'm covered in you, and then she would leave, and then the band would jam for a bit, Mm -hmm. you know? Ah, it's so... Good. So good. And then the way that she uses the image of her being a house of stone Mm -hmm. and him being this life, the ivy Mm -hmm. that's bringing life back to her and in in this marriage that may be stale, that may, you know, be she's unhappy or Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the reason why she's doing this, it's a really beautiful metaphor for something that is so painful, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because that is something the life, the ivy, is is making her feel alive again, mm. which is really cool. I love that metaphor. So I'll end on that one. How about you? What do you think of this song? I really like the whole just, like, vibe and world of ivy. Like, it feels, like, mystical, folky, witchy. Mm. There's something about it that feels, like, long ago. Mm. And then, like, the forbidden love of it all. Mm. Like, I just like the whole world she creates in this song. I think it's really cool. And it completely different like environment from mm-hmm. some of the other songs which I think is really awesome and that, like also just the different ways of her telling these stories and these endings in Evermore yeah I think it's really cool and the guitar strum on the song is so pleasing yeah. like so enjoyable to listen to I think her voice is really dreamy it's ethereal I really like the backing vocals on the chorus they're very like subtle mm-hmm. but like they fill out the song so perfectly and then what's really cool is the chorus is super catchy and boppy on an album that doesn't really have bops yeah you know it's like this and like gold, gold rush, rush champagne problems not really like the, the it's not really a boppy album so i think this song really Long story short yeah that's a bop i think this song really like stands out in mm-hmm. that way too it's a it's a favorite for a lot of people just because the sound is so enjoyable mm-hmm. and pleasing i think that the the bridge really like builds the story up it shows the stakes of this affair if they're caught by the singer's husband mm-hmm. and like i think like she uses all these like very beautiful poetic words but you really grasp the story mm. and it's very clear and then the outro is just so perfect with the it's a goddamn blaze in the dark and you started it like it's just like the emotion on it i agree with you that like seeing it played live could be just incredible especially that after everyone just scream singing yeah yeah i i think it's like the lover's doomed to fail story is always Mm. intriguing and interesting Mm -hmm. and i that you you grasp that from this song yeah so i just think it's really great storytelling with, you know, beautiful lyrics, and it's just, like, a really solid song. The production all comes together. I think it's just a a really good song. Yeah. 
And this is one of the ones that is both Jack and Aaron. Yeah, and I honestly think, like, when they three come together, it is magic. Ugh. Just magic. And that's, I think, the hard thing about an eventual tour. Not that, like, her touring band can do all this. Yeah. But I would hope that at some stops on that tour, Aaron and Jack are there. Yeah. Because it's just so special what they created together. Yeah. Or to have, like, you know, maybe, like, a one-night-only performance where it's the three of them. That would be amazing. You know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I've kind of given up on uh, Long Pond Evermore or yeah. Buckingham Evermore. Remember when Buckingham we talked about Evermore, that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so silly. She might still do something, but I, I don't know. I feel like folklore was, it was the right time to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. In, in quarantine and, you know, yeah. doing something like that. And then Evermore was just this extra present that we got yeah. with it. Yeah. So I think I think we are moving on from the Evermore era. Yeah, I mean, we already have. I yeah, mean, we're, we're into the re-records. She's yeah. got her mind on other things. Fearless Red and whatever's next, you know? And whatever's next. So, Devin, mm-hmm. do you relate to Ivy? No, not <laughs> not really. You know, in a in a way, like, you know, high school stuff, there were, you know, things that were, you know, hidden from other people or whatever. <laughs> you didn't want so-and-so to know about something or whatever, because what if they're crushing on you, but you... You have a girlfriend or oh what, you know. Oh my goodness. You know, like, high school is tough. Yeah, but that's not this song. No, I know. I know. <laughs> so do I really relate? No. But did high school antics happen? Yes. <laughs> um, we definitely talked about this on It's Time to Go, but as I said before, Folklore and Evermore are just poetry, mm-hmm. basically. So many of these songs, I'm, like, you could just have them written and read the words mm-hmm. and it would still make as much impact on somebody but of course having the music is incredible but this song uses the english language just really beautifully like what she chooses to say you know like instead of just like i only have eyes for you or like you're the only person i want to see like she says he's in the room your opal eyes are all i wish Mm -hmm. to see Mm -hmm. like opal like that's not a usual color you use for eyes yeah yeah you know like that's just so you know hazel but very very light you know like but you can you can see like this person's eyes well opal opal's like blue i thought opal was white well opal could be white but it comes in also a vibrant like turquoisey blue oh yeah so someone with like eyes that you know So it could be bluish. But like, yeah, but like changing blue green, you know. Opal okay. has many facets, like not actual facets, but it like can look different in different lights. So oh. it could be like that kind of idea too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I'd live and die for moments that we stole on begged and borrowed time. Yeah. So like she would do it all again. She's not regretting what she's doing, which is also difficult and complex and and then uh, we drink my husband's wine like tell mm-hmm. me to run or uh, or we can stay and we can drink my husband's wine and he might show up and we'll see what will happen you yeah. know she's i think chosen to be with this person mm-hmm. who yeah for better or worse who puts his roots in her dreamland no article has ever used on the gender of the it's true, but she person. does say my husband's wine. Well, yeah, she definitely has a husband. So she has a husband, yes. but we don't know who this other person mm-hmm. is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How about you? Uh, do you relate to this song? <laughs> Though I cannot relate to the infidelity and forbidden love themes in Ivy, I do relate to the idea of someone putting roots in your dreamland mm. and 
growing in a way where, like, your life is completely them. I think in, like, some ways that's kind of what marriage is. Like, we've chosen to plant roots in each other's realities in our real lives as well as in our dreamlands Mm -hmm. and, like, what our goals are and to combine those Mm -hmm. and to, like, intertwine our lives completely like the way Ivy does. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about Ivy and, like, this is kind of a little bit Gossip Gab territory, which I'll get to, but, like, you were talking about how the Ivy brings her back to life and it's, like, Ivy's this thriving, growing thing that can also take down things that it covers. Yeah, so I think it's interesting that this idea that this love can be both all-consuming but then also, like, it could be, it could take her down and yeah. stuff. And I don't relate to that idea, but the idea that, like, our lives now are for, like, completely connected. Yeah. And that, like, I don't want to live without you, which I think is a lot of the ideas of this song. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I like all the different metaphors that you can connect to in the song. Yeah. Even though I don't, like, relate to, like, the actual subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. The first verse where she says, the widow goes to the stone... Yeah. But that she says that she grieves for the living. Yeah. And so she's saying that, like, how much easier could this be if if my husband was dead and we could be together, you know, like... Or she eat that, or is she grieving for herself because she's in a marriage where she's not, she right. doesn't love. Like, she's I'm not like, sure. Yeah, if, if this person, you know, I could, I could play the part of the wife and go to the stone every day, mm. like, that would be easy, mm. you know? But I have to sit here and grieve for myself because I'm in this marriage that I don't want to be. Yeah. Like, oh! Yeah. And then this other person comes along. Yeah. And is like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I got these opal eyes. <laughs> Wanna come hang out? Well, now we get to the segment of Gossip Ivy is the tenth track on Evermore, and interestingly enough, Illicit Affairs is the tenth track on Evermore's sister album Folklore, which also tackles the topic of infidelity. And we covered that about three weeks ago, uh-huh. which I think is really interesting. That's that very these are sister songs, and they're the same track. And we know that that's not a coincidence. And they're um, both I songs. They're both I songs, and you know, to Taylor. Especially with the sister albums, there are a lot of mirrors that she did do. So we know that that's not a coincidence. I think it's interesting. Justin Vernon of Bon Iver contributes backing vocals, triangle drums, banjo, and electric guitar to this song. So it gives that that extra something. And I think his his backing vocals are fantastic in the song. Yeah. Which is the one that the Mumford guy sang on? Cowboy Like Me. Cowboy Like Me. Yeah. Marcus Mumford. (laughs) The Mumford guy. (laughs) Yeah, he has good backing vocals too. Yeah. As we mentioned, so ivy is an evergreen plant, which means that it grows year-round and it stays green. So it doesn't like die out annually. Evergreen. It can climb on buildings or it can be ground creeping, but usually it grows on something else. So it needs something else to cling to. So parasitic. Yeah, not quite, but yeah. So it's like this relationship they have to cling together almost. Or symbiotic. It could be symbiotic or parasitic. Yeah. yeah. And then I looked up like ivy's meaning. Mm. And so ivy can represent, this is interesting, okay? Eternity, fidelity, and strong affectionate attachment. Oh. So it's this idea that in this infidelity, when she's talking about the ivy, she's claiming fidelity and attachment and eternity to the lover. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting. The idea of this ivy is this attachment to that 
forbidden Other person. love. Yeah. Mm. And that that's like the true love. Wow. And the ivy plant is also a very strong plant mm-hmm. that can grow in a really difficult environment. Mm. So that's that their love grew despite it not being able to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, we know that, like, Taylor, like, is very precise about the things she chooses. So she, like, knows these things. Yeah, of course. Okay. This is a very interesting theory. Oh, okay. Okay. So Emily Dickinson was very close to her sister-in-law, Susan Gilbert. And many scholars interpret their relationship as a romantic one from different letters that, like, Emily Dickinson wrote, poems that she wrote about her sister-in-law. Oh. Yes. So they believe that she had a potential romantic relationship with her brother's wife. Right. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So a theory developed about Ivy that one of the influences for this track was this alleged affair between Emily Dickinson and Susan Gilbert. Oh. Yeah. So some clues... So, Evermore was released on December 11th, but Emily Dickinson's birthday is the 10th, so right around that time. Not such a clear clue, but it's still, you know. And then Emily Dickinson ends one of her poems that she addressed to Gilbert with Forevermore. Oh! And so we know, obviously, this album is Evermore, and that Taylor has used Forevermore in, like, New Year's Day, and that that means love to her. And, you know, Ivy tells a story of a married woman's infidelity... Which could be like Gilbert's supposed cheating on her husband with Emily Dickinson. And so this theory kind of was swirling. And then there's a TV show called Dickinson on Apple TV+. Plus. The creator of that series asked if she could use Ivy as the credit music in an episode where the affair between Dickinson and Gilbert is depicted. Oh! And they did. And it was played over the end credits. So as we know... On any of the music that Taylor owns, she has to approve its use in TV and film. So she approved this use. Whoa. Taylor doesn't do anything by accident. Of course. And then we also know that Taylor was reading a lot during the time of writing Evermore because we were in the lockdown and whatnot. And so I think it's like very likely that there could be at least some inspiration from something she read, one of these poems for this song. I don't know if it's necessarily that's the story she's telling, but it definitely fits. I also think it's, it is really interesting, as I mentioned earlier, there is never an article used to depict what right. the gender is of the lover. Right. And I think the whole forbidden love idea and like the old timey feel to this song would make sense if it was, you know, uh, the narrator is a, is a woman with a love for another woman. Mm-hmm. Though she has this husband and she's like stuck in this life, but she wants to be with that lover. I feel yeah. like that totally fits with the theme of this song. Mm. So I thought that was a really interesting theory that I actually like when I was like, you know, first listening to Evermore and the album and stuff, I had never seen the Emily Dickinson theory. So, huh. but it was all over Reddit. So, well, I'm going to listen to it again and see if I can pick up on anything else yeah. that might allude to that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That's really cool. I like, I like the that theory, theory too. a lot. Also because like so that was like the 1800s like there is something about Ivy that's very that yeah. doesn't feel like modern. It feels like set in time. Yeah. Even like my house of stone. People don't build houses yeah. of stone anymore, Who does that? right? Don't you just picture this like woods and like kind of like a yeah. old-timey cottage core stone yeah. house with ivy on it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's I think it's a really interesting theory and I also just think that the fact that Taylor approved the song for that episode means that she's like, 
Yeah, like, that could be an inspiration. We know she loves women writers, Emily Dickinson. Like, pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, the lyric, where the spirit meets the bone, Mm. which I think is such a cool lyric, Mm -hmm. comes from a poet by Miller Williams titled Compassion. And it's Mm. a very short poem, so this is how it goes. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems conceit, bad manners, or cynicism is always a sign of things no ears have heard, no eyes have seen. You do not know what wars are going on down there where the spirit meets the bone. Mm. And I just think that's such a beautiful poem. And also so beautiful for this time Mm. where, like, so many of us are so on edge or quick to judge or quick to, you know, say something or someone's not doing something the way we'd want them to is that, like, have compassion for everyone you meet because you never know what's going on in yeah. You never know what someone's dealing with, even if they don't always show it or if they come off in a way where they're rude or not nice. They could be having some kind of a struggle. And that idea of, like, what wars are going on down there where the spirit meets the bone. Mm. I just think it's beautiful and it's so cool that, like, Taylor uses poetry to inspire her work. Yeah. It's 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 really cool. I love literary Taylor. Yeah. A lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, how how else could she write all of this stuff if she was not constantly, you know, reading and and journaling and figuring out like, oh, I want to use this word at some point and yeah. You know? Like, yeah. It, it's, she's really something. Yeah, I mean, and she is, like, she's a true writer, you yeah. know? It's it's so cool. Yeah, she's a true writer. I don't remember the guy's name. I would have said, yeah, so-and-so, but I don't even remember yeah, his name. exactly. We don't even know his name. So, Devin, yeah. what's your favorite line in Ivy? So, I like so many of them, but... Just the metaphor of my house of stone, your ivy grows, and now I'm covered in you. Yeah. Uh, is is just miraculous. Like, I would never think of that as a way to say, like, <laughs> we're having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, like you, you've, you, you've completely consumed my life. Yeah, yeah, or you have brought life back to me. Yeah. I've been living so you know alone or whatever for so long and this kind of reminds me of this musical called the baker's wife Mm -hmm. which i think is based on a fairy tale Mm -hmm. or something alice ripley did it and she's in a relationship obviously she's in a marriage with her husband she's the baker's wife and this young man comes to town and i'm probably butchering this because i don't really know the the plot that well <laughs> but then she sings a song called meadowlark which mm. is about leaving her husband basically for this younger man mm. and then she eventually does spoiler <laughs> and uh and then realizes that she messed up oh and and goes back and i forget if the husband takes her back or whatever but this sort of reminds me of that 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 sentiment of my house of stone your ivy grows because the whole song of meadowlark is saying that like she's she was, you know, has been alone and dealing with this marriage that she doesn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And now something has come along that ignites this fire within her. Mm-hmm. And she feels like like she has to follow this. Yeah. So check it out. Meadowlark. It's a great song. Cool. It's long. It's a long song. Anyway, so that's my favorite line. What is your favorite line? I just really liked the words that Taylor uses in this line because I would never have thought that and I don't can I can't name another song that you like is written in this way 
Your touch brought forth an incandescent glow, tarnished but so grand. Hmm. So it's like the touch of this lover brought forth this like amazing, incredible feeling like she came back to life. Mm -hmm. But it's tarnished because it's an affair. Yeah. It's so grand. Like, oh my God, I'm alive again. I feel love. This is amazing. Yeah. But it's tarnished. I just, I just think that like, if you can use incandescent in a lyric, like, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's beautiful in the way she sings it, too. Yeah. And then I also just love that where the spirit meets the bone line, but I already had talked about that in Gossip Gab, so it couldn't be my favorite line. Well, and it's illicit affairs that it's a doinably mercurial high, right? Yeah. So using using incandescent in this song and mercurial high in the other song, uh, both track tens, she's using her big words for the track tens. <laughs> yeah, well, and this these ideas of uh you know infidelity yeah i just think it's leading feelings really well written devon mm. from one to ten roots in my dreamland what do you give ivy you know i think do after it. listening to do it after listening to it and talking about it some more today it was a nine for sure but it, it may be a 10. Okay. okay okay it may be one of i mean it is one of my favorite songs on both folklore and everyone. Yeah, I do know that. I, I love this song. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say ten roots in my dreamland. Nice. I love when Devin gives tens. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it's so good and it has so much that I love in the song mm-hmm. and it's so soothing to listen to and and then you're right, there's a bop aspect to it mm-hmm. that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. It's a very unexpected song. It's, Definitely. it's a really, really pleasant surprise yeah. on this album. And Gab, for you, from One to Ten Roots in My Dreamland, what do you give this song? I am going to give Ivy nine Roots in My Dreamland. Because okay. that just is what feels right. I really love this song. I think it's beautiful. It is not one of my favorites on Folklore and oh. Evermore. So that is why it gets the nine. Mm-hmm. But I do really like it. And yeah. I think these albums are both fantastic. So it's it's a high bar. High bar. Yeah, I think it's just, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. Listen along with us. You can find us on Instagram at Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. How many roots in your dreamland does Ivy get? Oh. Do you also feel like this song is set out of time? Oh. Had you heard any of the theories we had brought up? Oh. Do you have theories of your own? Oh. We want to hear it all. So please, please let us know. Comment on our Instagram. Get in touch with us. Also, <laughs> be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And also, if you're interested in some bonus content, you can find us on Patreon oh. at patreon.com slash podcast. Yes. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. You are the best. Yes. Well, next episode. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Next God. episode, we get to do Jump Then Fall. One of Devin's all-time Fearless Taylor's version. It's here. It's here. Also, our first J song and our only Only J song. song. Pretty, pretty awesome. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tata Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>